Welcome to the Calvary Church Podcast. We're glad that you are here and that you can be a part of a recent service at TCC. So let's join the service, which is already underway, and listen to the message. Before I read these verses of Scripture, and I'm aware that you're standing, I won't keep you standing much longer. But I just want to say two things before I read. One, if you came into this place today and you have never been baptized in the name of Jesus or you have never been filled with the gift of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, I want you to know that the preacher's reaching for you today. My eye is on you today. The Lord's eye is on you today, and he is calling you to a place uh, where you can give your life to him, uh, and nothing will ever be the same in your life after today. Secondly, I want you to know that the healings that I heard about today, one lady told me that she had been suffering with her knees, she could barely walk, and ever since last week, she's been on her feet all week long. Somebody else who's been struggling with asthma declared an end to their asthma last Sunday. And she hasn't had one asthmatic episode this entire week. I want you to know that there are more miracles in the house here today. God's not done touching. He's not done healing. So if you still need a miracle, there's still time here today to get your miracle. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 8, beginning with verse 22. If you have it, say amen. Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples. And he said unto them, let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake. And they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water and they ceased and there was a calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they being afraid wondered saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and water, and they obey him. Would you pray with me before you're seated today? Jesus, we love you. We're so thankful for what you have done in this place already this morning. Lord, for the person that you've already filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, for those that you will fill with the Holy Ghost before this morning is over, for those that you will heal before this morning is over, I thank you for the faith that we feel in this room right now. I pray that you would put a fresh anointing upon me right now to preach your word to your people. That the anointing of the Holy Ghost, that the anointed word would destroy every yoke of bondage in this room. In Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Such an honor to be here with you again. I I do believe that I'm here in the will of the Lord. Um, I'd shared with my wife last week after service. I said, you know, I I just felt so strong uh, to share with Pastor Ellis that at 
the Holy Ghost had impressed upon me that this revival was meant to continue. And, uh, and I didn't want to overstep my boundaries or, or, or do anything that was out of line. And so I just told the Lord, I said, Lord, you're going to have to have to speak with Pastor Ellis and this staff. And that's exactly what the Lord did. And so I believe I'm here with a word from the Lord for the people of God. Amen. Amen. I want to give honor to uh, my family. Got some special guests here today. They came all the way from Illinois. My sister and my brother-in-law are here. Love them so much. Amen. Amen. Give honor to Pastor Ellis and this great pastoral staff. I love the Calvary Church. I want to send you greetings from my wife. Uh, she was not able to be here this morning. Uh, Hudson is sick. And so she, she wanted me to make sure I let you all know that she says hello and that she loves you very much. Amen. Amen. When I started to evangelize, it started with a call. It started with a call. I was in an upstairs room uh, at Calvary on Kemper Road. I was 18 years old. And I was praying uh, before service one day in a classroom upstairs uh, by myself. And, and I was standing in a corner praying. And, and I remember the Holy Ghost uh, just spoke to me that day and said, One day you're going to travel the world and preach the gospel. It was years before I would share that with anybody. And the journey from the moment the call came to when that word was fulfilled, looked very different than I ever thought that it would. There were many ups and downs along the way, a lot of things that had transpired along the way that I did not anticipate. And it was almost 20 years later before that word came into fulfillment. The journey was tougher than I thought it was going to be. There were storms that I did not predict. There were things that happened along the way that caught me off guard. John 1.1 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. There's something about receiving a Word from God that is powerful. There's something about the Word of God that is powerful. And it has the power to navigate you when you feel like you don't know which way to go. There are times when you feel like you have lost all control. But the Lord wants you to know that once his word is released into your life, it has the power to navigate you even when you feel you've lost control. It was several years ago that I received one of my first calls to go and preach somewhere out of Ohio, and I was very excited. Uh, a pastor had called me from Maine and uh, invited me to come and preach, and, and so it was going to be my first time flying somewhere. And uh, I bought the ticket, and he invited me to come and preach in Maine in February. I just want you to think about that for a moment. You do not have to be a prophet to understand that there could be some complications that could arise with that date. And, uh, and that's exactly what happened. It was the night before I was supposed to come and a snowstorm hit 
that part of the country and also the Midwest, uh, and my plane was canceled, and I was, you know, I was kind of, I wasn't really feeling the faith that I was preaching about last week, you know, and, uh, and so I called them, I said, well, my flight's canceled, and, and so we called the airlines, and they put me on a different flight, and so I, I went to bed, and I was like, okay, everything's going to be fine, and then at, I think 1.30 or 2 o'clock in the morning, I got an alert on my phone to let me know that that flight had been canceled, and I was like, Lord, have mercy. And so the next day, I called him, and, and I said, you know, I, I'm not sure what to do. And he said, well, why don't you just go to the airport and just, he said, just make them deal with you in person, not over the phone. You know, let them know that, hey, I'm here. I got to get there. And so, so I went to the airport, and they found me a flight to Philadelphia. And so I landed in Philadelphia, and there were three flights going to Maine that evening, and they they found me a seat on one of the flights, and I was, I was waiting for the flight to leave, and, and I heard an announcement over the intercom that one of the flights to Maine was canceled. And so I, I looked on my phone, and it wasn't mine, and so I was like, okay, we're going to be all right. And, and I'm sitting there at the gate, and I'm waiting, and another flight to Maine gets canceled, and I'm like, Lord, have mercy. I'm like, we're the only ones left, Jesus. We're the only ones left. And so mine was the only one that had not been canceled. And, and so I, I decided, you know, I needed to get up and get a coffee. And so I, I left the gate and, uh, and I had my earphones in and I came back and everybody was gone from my gate. I didn't know what happened. And, uh, and so I had to get on, my, uh, get on my phone and check the app. And they had switched the gate at the last minute. And so I'm running down to this gate to, to get on the plane. And, and thankfully, that flight did not get canceled. That flight did not get canceled. And so I boarded the plane, and, 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 and uh, it was a very small plane. It was one of the smallest planes I'd ever been on. And, uh, and, and I'm sitting there with, you know, all these people that are dressed in L.L. Bean clothes, and, and they're, you know, ready to go to Maine. And and, uh, and so I'm sitting there, and, and the lady next to me, she's nervous, man. She's nervous. And, and I'm like, hey, it's cool. You know, we're going to get there. It's going to be all right. And then we took off, and we hit turbulence right about the time we hit Maine. Let me tell you, turbulence in a small plane is no joke. And this was real turbulence. You know, this was like grip your seat, white knuckle turbulence. And, and this lady sitting next to me, she, she was white as a ghost. I mean, she was so scared. And, and she looked at me and, you know, I don't know what it was. I was just, you know, kind of in one of those deals and I wasn't scared. All of a sudden I just wasn't scared. And the turbulence was bad, but I wasn't fearful. And I think I was the only one that didn't look afraid on the plane. And she's just looking at me like I'm crazy. And so I just looked at her and I said, don't worry, we're going to get there because I'm on the plane. <laughs> and so she just looks at me, you know, like I'm crazy. And, and, and I am a little crazy. And, and, uh, and so we land finally in Maine and, and the wind is 
crazy. We land on the tarmac. People are literally being blown over as they are, are getting off the steps. And, and people's things are flying across the tarmac. And it was just, it was a sight to behold. But the journey, I said all that just for this little point. You know, that was a long story. But the journey there was not what I thought it was going to be, right? I could have just said that. That was a long story for that point. But I encountered a storm that I did not anticipate. But when that storm hit, there was something in me that knew I was going to make it. There was something in me that had peace and assurance that God had sent me here for a reason. And I was going to get to my destination. Some of you embarked on a journey a long time ago with God. It started with an experience in an altar where you felt the Holy Ghost for the first time. And you felt faith like you had never felt before. And you felt the weight of sin begin to lift off of your shoulders. And you were so optimistic. You were so faith-filled. You thought, this is going to be the end of trouble in my life. Nothing bad's ever going to happen again. I'm just going to walk with joy from here on out. And you, you decided, hey, I'm sold out. I, I'm going to be all in on this experience with God. And so you packed everything up in your life, and you decided to get in the boat. The Bible says they launched forth. You know, the launching forth is always the exciting part of the journey. It's when you, you know, plan the road trip and you, you know that Disney's on the other side of the journey. But you're not thinking about the pain of the car ride and the bickering and the fighting and the bathroom breaks and the car sickness. When you launch forth, you're only thinking about the destination. And you head out on this journey with Jesus. And then you find out along the journey that life still happens. Things still go wrong. There's still mountaintops and valleys. There's still storms that break out in your life. <laughs> And you begin to question, should I have gotten on the boat? Did I make a mistake when I sold out, packed up my stuff, and took my family and got on the ship? And that's right about the time that the enemy begins to whisper in your ear. And he says, hey, everything was better when you were on land. At least when you were on land, you weren't in danger of drowning. At least when you were on land, uh, you knew where your foot stood. Mm. But there's a problem. You're already out in the middle of the water. You're already mm, further than you ever thought that you would get on the journey. And this is what I want to preach to you here today. Because there are people on the journey here today. 
that you look behind you and you can't see the shoreline anymore. And you can't see the destination in front of you. And it seems like there is darkness all around you. And you can't turn back even if you wanted to. Let me congratulate you. You have reached the point of no return. You have reached the place where there is no turning back in your journey. You have reached... You have reached a place where your only choice is to move forward in God. And I came with a word from the Lord for you today. You are going to make it to the other side. You are going to make it to the other side. We know that the adversary is the father of lies. The truth is not in him. And so he likes to take that weapon and exploit you when you are at your most vulnerable point. When he knows you don't have resources within reach. When you're support system isn't readily available. And the Bible says that he's the prince of the power of the air. So all he can do is come into the atmosphere of your life and cause a little bit of chaos. But he can't put a hand on your boat. He can't touch you in that ship. All he can do is cause a storm to break out every once in a while. And when that storm breaks out, he begins to speak lies of fear, lies of discouragement, and lies of doubt. I've come to tell you that the adversary is lying to you. This storm will not sink your ship. This storm will not take you out. This storm will not be the undoing in your life. When I set out on that journey and began to pursue that call on my life, every time a storm would hit, Pastor, I had to remind myself that I didn't call myself. There was a greater word, a word of authority, a word of prophecy, a word of promise that was put into my life that caused me to embark on this journey. And see, the enemy wants to convince you that you brought this on yourself, that you made a haphazard decision to get in the boat that you weren't thinking straight when you decided to embark uh, on this journey of faith uh, where we walk by faith and not by sight. But I came to remind you of something today, 
It was Jesus that said, let us go to the other side. It wasn't your idea. It was his word that put you in the boat. It was his word that brought you on this journey. And it will be his word that sees you through to the other side. The Bible says that when this storm broke out, Jesus was asleep. They were taking on water. You know, I, th I think it's very interesting that the scripture points out that they were taking on water. It's as if the Bible was validating that their plight was real. Their situation was dire. This was not just irrational fear when a boat's taking on water that's a problem they were taking on water and they became fearful listen I'm not questioning the validity of your circumstance today your storm is real maybe the things that you're dealing with are not just irrational fears but they are real things that you are dealing with but I came to remind you today that there's a word on your boat. And perhaps you let that word go to sleep. But today you need to wake up the word huh, that fell asleep in your boat huh, and remind yourself. You need to remind yourself uh, of the promise uh, that he gave you uh, when you set out uh, on this journey. It may have been a long time ago, but his word still works. His word's still alive. And the word he gave you on the shoreline will see you through on the journey. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. It's not going to take you out. This storm's not going to take you down. Your boat's not going to capsize. You're going to make it to the other side. Revival is not just a pipe dream. You're going to have it. You're going to make it to the other side. The things that have been promised, the things that have been prophesied, they are not just a randomness out in the atmosphere, but those words have life, and they are going to see you through to fulfillment. Mm. There are people that are going to be delivered from fear here today. You know what fear does? Fear causes you to freeze up when the storm breaks out in your life. It causes you to not know what to do. It's what the disciples were experiencing on the boat that day. 
They were in fear. They weren't sure what to do. They went and woke Jesus up, and he stood up, and he spoke to the wind, and he spoke to the storm. And he said, peace be still. And the wind ceased, and the rain stopped. But then he turned his focus from the storm to his disciples. And he looked at them, and he said, where is your faith? We've been talking a lot about faith. He said, where is your faith? For those that have been bound by fear, I want to ask you today, where is your faith? For those that have been incapacitated by life's circumstances, where is your faith? When you were baptized in Jesus' name, you took on the name of Jesus. And when you were filled with his spirit, he put life inside of you. I've often asked myself, why did he rebuke his disciples? They came and got him. They came and woke him up and pleaded for him to intervene. This is often our reaction. A storm breaks out, and we go and find Jesus. We've been content to ignore his whereabouts, but when the storm breaks out, we go and find him. And we say, hey, Jesus, we need you again. We need you to wake up and deal with the calamity that has broken out in our life. And in his mercy, he does so. But then he asks, where is your faith? Could it be that the disciples were at a place in their walk with God and had experienced enough on their journey with him that they could have stood up and commanded the wind. They could have stood up and spoke to the storm. Listen, it's all right to go and plead with Jesus in the midst of your calamity. I'm not telling you not to do that. You can do that if you want to. But I'm telling you, there's a greater way of living. There's a place where you can walk in faith and you can realize, hey, I'm a child of the name. His name is on my life. I've been washed in his blood, baptized in his name, and filled with his spirit. And so I will stand and I will speak to the storm and say, peace, be still. That's the level of faith that God is elevating some of you to. to. Listen, I feel the resistance here today. God's pushing you out of your comfort zone. 
You know what that is? It's growing pains. It's growing pains. Where's Aubrey at? My, my little girl, Aubrey, sitting up there. She's looking at me like, Dad, don't do it. Don't do it. Aubrey has growing pains. And sometimes at night when she can't sleep, I got to go in there and I, and, I, and I rub her legs for her because her knees hurt and her ankles hurt. She's experiencing growing pains. Some of you are experiencing some growing pains. But God is pushing you to a higher level of operation. Where somebody doesn't always have to come and save you. Is this all right? Listen, some of you, it's time to graduate. It's time to graduate from being a baby and start walking on your own in Christ. Listen, I'm not talking down to you, and I'm not being condescending to you today. I'm telling you, God is trying to mature some of you in your faith. You know why? Because there are new babies here that need you to be mature in your faith. And there are some new babies that have some storms breaking out in their life. And they need you to show up and speak to the storm for them. They need to see faith operating in your life at a greater level. They need to see that you're not shaken every time the wind blows, that you're not ready to quit every time a storm breaks out in your life. They need to see that you're steady as she goes, that you're going to make it to the other side. There's a steadiness coming to your walk with God. The things that used to shake you are not going to shake you anymore. The things that used to knock you over are not going to knock you over anymore. Because there's a new level of faith rising up in this hour where the saints of God arise and speak to the storm. There's some dads in the room here today. And you're going to speak to the atmosphere in your home. You're tired of the enemy messing with your kids. You're tired of the enemy messing with your marriage. You're going to go home today and say, peace, be still. Peace, be still. I command the storm to cease in Jesus' name. Where is your faith? Where is your faith? Where is your faith? I'll tell you where your faith is. It's in your mouth. It's time to speak to the storm. Ha <laughs> ha.
My pastor preached a message in December entitled, Not Anymore. And at the time, my wife had been dealing with an injury. She had a, all right, she's not here today. That would be a good time to cut the webcast. She had dropped a cast iron skillet on her foot and fractured her foot. And so she was walking around with one of those boots, and uh, it was causing her a lot of grief. And she works long shifts at the hospital, and, and she was not a big fan of the boot. And pastor preached this message, and he said, from here on out, I want you to begin to speak to the thing that's been plaguing you and say, not anymore. Now, I get up here, and I preach about faith a lot, okay? My wife doesn't preach with a microphone. She preaches with her actions better than I do. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. She went home, and she took off that boot. Yeah, she did. Yes, she did. And you know what she said? I said, baby, doesn't your foot hurt? I'm like, come on, let's not be stupid. I get it, not anymore, but put the boot back on, right? Yeah, the preacher. Just, yeah. She looked at me and said, hypocrite. No. I said, baby, doesn't your foot hurt? You know what she said? Not anymore. She said, not anymore. The next day, I said, baby, don't your foot hurt? She said, not anymore. Not anymore. Every time that foot would try to flare up, she'd say, not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. See, when we preach about Death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's not just something that preaches from the pulpit. I mean, you literally have to open your mouth and speak to your storm. I used to have a knee injury. It wasn't a sports injury. I know you're probably wondering, but it was not a sports injury. It was a walking injury. <laughs> and my knee would lock up, you know, from walking. It's difficult. And, uh, and I'd fall down and disgrace myself in front of my children. I said, Daddy, what's wrong? I said, it's just an old war wound, honey. It's fine. It's fine. It's an old basketball injury. I sat on the bench too long. My knees locked up. And I remember this thing was such a nuisance, and I went and got prayer for it one night, you know. And a uh, man of God was praying for me, and he said, Vinny, he said, he, he began to tell me about something that he used to deal with. He said, I began to speak to that thing every day. 
said, Vinny, I know that your knee doesn't feel better right now. He said, but every time that knee locks up, he said, I just want you to thank God for healing your knee. And I said, well, that sounds crazy. I'll do it. I'm down with crazy. And so my knee would lock up and I'd fall, like literally fall down. And, uh, and I'd be laying there. And Aubrey would be looking at me like, and I'd be like, thank you, Jesus, for healing my knee. She's like, man, my dad has got problems. And I did it over and over for months. Every time it'd lock up, I'd say, thank you, Jesus, for healing my knee. And then one day, I'm sitting at home, and the phone rings, and a, a man from the ministry team in our local church called me. He said, hey, I'm, I'm in the neighborhood. Can I stop by? And I said, sure. And so he came by, and I tried to look real spiritual, put the Bible out, pretended like I knew he was coming. You know, the Lord told me you were going to come. And, uh, and so we're just talking, and we both knew, we kind of both sensed, you know, that God was up to something, but we weren't sure what. And so we just began to pray, sitting there on the couch. And we were just a couple minutes into that prayer, and he just reached over and put his hand on my knee and began to pray for me. He didn't know about my injury. This was not the man that had, had spoken to me months ago about thanking the Lord. But he just reached over and put his hand on my knee, and instantly I physically felt something move inside of my knee, and my knee has never locked up again. You know what that is? It's speaking to your storm. It's speaking to your situation. It's commanding it to cease. It's commanding it to change. Listen, I can prophesy to you all morning long, but God is looking for you to lift your voice and begin to speak to your storm and command your wind to cease. I've come today to tell you uh, we are going to make it uh, to the other side. Uh, there's nothing uh, in your life right now uh, that's going to take you out. Uh, you're going to make it. Uh, your family's going to make it. Uh, your kids are going to make it. Uh, anxiety's not going to beat you. Uh, depression's not going to hold you. Uh, addiction's not going to take you down. Uh, infirmity uh, will not defeat you. Uh, you uh, are going uh, to make it. To, to the other side. I want to invite you to stand. <coughs> Last week I shared a story with you. Uh, about my heart condition. And we read a verse last week. It was Hebrews 11 and verse 2. And it said, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. Key word there is obtained. It means it wasn't in their possession before. But it was in their possession then. By faith, 
It came into their possession. They obtained it. It didn't belong to them before, but by faith it belonged to them now. There are some things that have been outside of your reach, but by faith you're going to obtain them today. I'd gotten a report that I wasn't happy about. My primary care physician, who is not the great physician, he's just a physician, said, you're going to need heart surgery. You're in danger of heart failure. I said, baby, I need some of that not anymore faith. And you know what? I got a hold of some of that not anymore faith. And I began to speak to that report. From the moment I received it, I said out loud, I don't receive this report. This report is trying to steal my peace. It's trying to steal my victory. It's trying to make this heart condition a part of my identity. And I don't receive this report. By faith, I'm getting a new report. By I'm going to shred this report, and I'm going to give me a new report. So I went to a heart surgeon this week, and he looked at my echocardiogram, same one, the same one. And he said, sir, he said, I'm a heart surgeon. He said, and there's no reason for me to be talking to you today. He said, I don't know what your doctor saw. He said, but I'm looking at the same pictures uh, that he looked at. Uh, He said, and I don't see anything on here uh, that requires you to meet me. Uh, He said, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you can move forward. Uh, You got a clean bill. I obtained a good report. I obtained a good report. I'm telling you today, you can change your report. Now, I want you to take all this faith that you feel right now, all these words that you've heard, and it's time for you to direct it at your storm. It's time for you to direct it at your storm. Think about the thing that you walked in here with today. Oh, I know where I'm at right now in the Holy Ghost. There are men. Hear me here today. There are marriages that walked in here today on the brink of disaster. There are spouses in this room right now that you haven't even said. I'm speaking to somebody. You need to hear me. You haven't even said it to your spouse, but you told yourself this week you've had enough and you're getting ready to walk out the door. I speak to your storm right now in the name of Jesus. There are miracles of spousal reconciliation in this room here right now. There are people facing reports in this room 
that you're not happy about. But today, you're going to declare a new report. Listen, I, I, I know where I'm at right now in this service, and I'm trying, I'm trying to help you. Because you're reliant. So many of you are reliant on someone else having faith for you. But today God is trying to help you to have faith for yourself. Because listen, there's not always going to be somebody on the boat with you. Somebody's not always going to answer the phone when you call. There are going to be times when you've got to stir up the gift for yourself and say God I'm sitting alone here in the dark and the storm has broken out in my life but your word tells me that I can speak to the storm so God I'm going to speak to my storm today and I'm going to command my situation to change There are storms that are broken out in your life, and you want God to change some things. I want you to begin to make your way to this altar right now. I want you to begin to respond to the faith that you feel in this room. Come on, there's some things that are going to be set in motion here today. There are words that are going to be spoken here today that are going to begin to bear fruit in the next few weeks in your life. Come on, there's some people up in the balcony that need to make their way down here right now. I know it's inconvenient to come down the stairs, but I know there's some people up there right now that the Lord's pulling on you. You need to begin to make your way down to this altar. Today is the day of deliverance. Today is the day of deliverance. It's time for you to begin to press. It's time for you to begin to press. Just like that lady with the issue of blood. She decided she wasn't going to leave there without her miracle. It's time for some of you to make that decision here today. You're not leaving here without a change. You're not leaving here without a word from the Lord. You're not leaving here without an experience in this altar with the master. I'm going to give you just another moment to move. Come on, there's people in this room that need the Holy Ghost. And you're fighting, you're arguing with yourself saying, hey, I've come up before. I've sought for it before. 
Listen, you don't know what day the Lord has appointed on his calendar to be your day. You make the trip every time uh, the altar's open uh, because today could be the day uh, that you receive your healing. Uh, today could be the day uh, that he fills you with his spirit. Today uh, could be the day uh, that everything changes in your situation. I want us to just begin to pray right now. Just begin to lift your voice. We're going to move on here in a second, but we just need to break through some things right now in the spirit. Come on, the gift of faith is beginning to operate in this room. It's not time to resist, but it's time to answer the call. God's calling to some of you right now, and he's asking you to get on the boat. He's asking you to make the trip. This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.